0: Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great Overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, I'm going to be talking about what to look out for when buying a used Overland build. A lot of you may not know this about me, but when I was in college, I actually worked for a few different dealerships and, and sold cars for probably about three or four years. Um, so I actually know quite a bit about what to look out for with used vehicles, what to look out for when purchasing a car, um, because I've had a lot of experience with a dealership buying cars, a dealership selling cars, people selling their cars and trying to get their cars. So um, I have a lot of experience to share there but also if you follow this channel, you may know that I purchased this truck used from the previous owner and on my way home, the engine went in it and it basically lost all power and and was down for the last two and a half months. Again, it was an unfortunate circumstance. I'm not going to say anything bad about that individual or anything. Um, that was a, a you know a sucky thing, and part of that was my own fault because I was just super excited. I had a trip that I had to leave for the following day to go up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and so I was just overly excited. And despite the you know the early warning signs of the check engine light coming on the minute that I left. Um, from picking it up, I, you know, pushed through it, drove home, and then had it in my driveway broken for two and a half months. So, again, I'm going to kind of walk you guys through sort of what to look for, how to best purchase a used overlanding rig if you're buying one that's already modified, and I'm going to try and save you some heartache and some money and some time uh, in this video. Let's talk about some tips for purchasing a used overlanding rig. All Things Overlanding is brought to you by some fantastic companies. You should definitely check out the description and click through their links to see all the awesome stuff they offer. Companies like Red Arc for all your overlanding power management needs. Last U.S. Bag, tons of amazing quality overlanding bags. Rugged Bound Supply Company, rooftop tents, awnings, roof racks, and more. The Moore Expo 2022, get your tickets below. And Northology Overland, guided overlanding trips, and a free overlanding magazine. Alright, so as I mentioned, today I'm going to be talking a little bit about what to look for when purchasing a used overlanding build, or rig, or truck, or SUV, or whatever you want to call it. Alright, so I'm going to break this down into three different sections for this podcast slash vlog. First, what to look for in an overlanding build. Second, how to tell whether it was a quality build or a shoddy build. And three, things to look out for. So let's start with number one i like to go to you know more difficult to get to places i like to run trails i like to off-road quite a bit so i want to go to lane between the lakes i want to do the daniel boone backcountry byway i want to go to the ozarks i want to do deep water crossings i want you know to do rocky climbs and stuff like that so as a result i need something with more ground clearance armor is a good thing to have i like additional lighting because you know when you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's pitch black and there are deer running across the road and stuff you want to be able to see as well as possible so for me this Titan-swapped, big, lifted, armored-up Frontier made sense. For you, you may be more of a soft rotor, right? You may be into something that a Subaru could do that would get better gas mileage and might make more sense for you. So when you're looking at buying a possible overlanding rig, think about where you want to go, think about what you need to do, think about how much gear you need to carry, think about how many people you need to carry. Are you going with the family or are you going solo? Um, All those things play into what kind of vehicle is going to work best for you for your overlanding. The next thing to think about is the quality of the build. How do you tell if it's a good quality build? You know, there is an old saying that says, one man's project is my problem, or one man's project is another man's problem. Um, That can oftentimes be true, right? Um, You know, again, unfortunately on this truck, when I picked it up, literally leaving the parking lot, the check engine light came on, then it started to lose power, Um, you know, I'll throw up some video and stuff here. What ended up happening, and I don't think it was anything intentional at all, but it was just an unfortunate side effect. the gentleman before that owned the truck before had done the timing chain guides on this truck, which is a common problem with this 4-liter motor in these things. After 150,000-200,000 miles, the timing chain guides are plastic, they wear it down, and they have to be replaced. Um, so he had done that right before I picked up the truck. Well, unfortunately, as we tore this thing apart to figure it out, um, one of the bolts was finger tight, so it looks like maybe in his in his rush to get the truck put back together He missed that bolt and as a result the tensioner was slightly loose And it eventually caused the chain to get loose enough to where it sheared almost all the teeth off the water pump And so that was the noise it was losing power it was it was you know Luckily it didn't overheat or anything like that, but it had sheared all the teeth off the water pump um, sprocket and that was the problem with the truck so that's all been repaired now been replaced everything's been rebuilt got an upgraded uh starter and alternator on it now so now it runs like a top if i hadn't been in such a rush i probably would have turned around and gone back but i had a trip the next day so i just took off you know and i said well maybe it's not a big deal maybe it'll be fine when i get home maybe this is just how it rides with 35s right it just wasn't I was in a rush and I wanted to buy the truck. I was too emotional and excited about it to make a good decision in that case. So again, that's part of why I'm making this video is to help you guys. Don't do that, even if you are excited. And I do love this truck. It's awesome. It's super rad and cool. But don't get emotional about it. But so as far as how to tell if it's a quality build, you know, I historically have been a more budget-minded builder of stuff. My old Xterra, prior to the better parts that I ended up putting on at the end, had Rough Country spacer lift and things like that on it at the beginning. Very inexpensive, very cheap parts. Um, Lasted for a little bit, wasn't the best, was just kind of okay. Um... But if you start to see stuff like that, right, like in, when I first bought my truck, I modded it as cheaply as I possibly could. I didn't have much money to spend on it. And uh, so if you were looking at my build a year into owning it, you would have been like, oh, he used some pretty cheap, crappy parts on this. And it may be a warning sign to you, right, that maybe the person doesn't keep up on maintenance. Now, I do, but, you know, those things kind of go hand in hand. Generally, if you're too cheap to buy good parts for a vehicle, then you're also too cheap to do some of the maintenance stuff that you may need to do. Um So like in the case of this truck, you know, this has SPC upper control arms. It's got a full Titan swap in the front. So it's got, you know, the heavier duty components from a Titan in it. It's got Titan brakes. It's got Titan wheel hubs and CVs. So this thing is actually overbuilt for the type of overlanding that I do. But I wanted that because that was part of what happened with my old truck, the Xterra, is that the components started to break down because of the difficulty of the trails that I was taking. Not to say that it's like Moab or I'm doing anything super crazy or Black Bear Pass or anything, but just over the years of off-roading and, and flexing the truck out and off-camber stuff and rocky stuff, it just wore everything down. So I'm, I'm excited about the heavier duty components that are in this truck and the increased braking capability. So again, looking at those parts, really good quality. The armor and stuff that's on it is really well built um, as well. So, you know, was super excited about it overall from a quality standpoint, everything that's on the truck is good quality. And that's what you need to look for too. So if you were looking at a used overland build, you know, consider the, the, the components that are into it, do some research, look up that type of vehicle. If you're not familiar with it, get on some forums, get on some Facebook pages and figure out what the best parts are that people are putting on it. And if it has those parts on it, then you know that it's a higher likelihood that it's going to be a good, build to pick up used. Alright, so last, what to watch out for when buying a used overland vehicle. You know, there is a definitely a tale to be told here for what I did wrong when I purchased this truck. Um, and again, that's part of why I'm making this video is that I want to you know pass that on to you guys so that you don't make the same mistakes. Because used overlanding builds are a great value and they're very very tempting. So I don't want to discourage people from buying them at all. While it is a little bit riskier and while you do take a chance, you know, why would someone build up a vehicle and make it really super nice and then sell it? Um, You know, but if you can find them, if you can find something that works for you, you can save a ton of money. I mean, I was looking at brand new 2022 Frontiers when I bought this truck and I mean, it, it would have cost me three, four times as much as what I paid for this truck to buy a new Frontier, you know? So... So for me, the value is there. I don't really care. I actually like that it's an older truck because then I don't feel so bad if I tap a tree or scrape it down the side going down a tight trail, that sort of stuff. Um, it just feels kind of nice to have an older truck that you can just kind of beat on and not have to worry about it. So anyways, things to watch out for. Um, again, my story, I picked this truck up literally the day before I was supposed to take a 12 hour drive to the Upper Peninsula for an overlanding event, the core event last September or a few months ago. Um, exterra i basically found out that all the suspension was wrecked on it the the brakes were you know starting to leak and things like that and it just wasn't safe to drive that kind of distance so then i was like well shoot what do i do like i can't like i found this out like two weeks before the event so i started looking i reached out to a couple people that had some stock exterras for sale I saw this truck and i actually knew the gentleman who was selling it i bought some wheels and tires off of him previously so i was like you know what let me talk to him um, and so we kind of worked it out you know i didn't need some of the gear that he had on the truck so he was able to take that off and save some money there so again, because I knew the guy, I felt a little bit better about it. But so I went up, looked at the truck, um, and you know, didn't really, I again, I had to go. So we loaded my rooftop tent onto it. I was literally going to go home and spend like two or three hours packing everything into the truck and figuring out where all my gear would go so that I could wake up at 4 a.m. the next morning to go to this trip. So then as soon as I left his parking lot, uh, the check engine light came on and I messaged him like, hey, is this like a check engine light for like O2 sensors or like an exhaust leak or something? Or is this like a it all week and it hasn't had a check engine line so okay weird and he's like is it driving weird i'm like no not really and um and then as i'm going then it it starts to kind of make some noises and it starts to feel a little down on power and i was almost like i I was kind of thinking like is it the transmission or like it felt like it was slipping i would go to give it gas and it would rev up to like 5,000, 6,000 rpm and it wouldn't really be accelerating Um, so again I, i had all these signs right i had all these things that were telling me hey something is wrong with this truck I, in my mind I'm like I got this trip tomorrow maybe this is just normal maybe this is how it, it because it's on 35s with a six cylinder in it you know like maybe this is just how this truck is I picked it up from a, from about two hours north of where I live so I get on the highway I just kind of baby it and keep it at about 60 65 miles an hour and uh, cruise it down and I stop at the gas station right by my house to gas up so that I'm ready to go the next morning at 4 in the morning fill it up with gas and I get in it and I start it and then I'm sitting there waiting because there's a car in front of me at the gas pump in front of me and it off I call the guy send him a video I turn on for another 30 seconds and let it run try and send him a video of it you know and you know he's trying to help me out and trying to figure it out and then he you know he said well we can swap in the motor from the Xterra if something's wrong with that motor but I missed my whole trip right so because of my because of my emotional attachment to the truck because I was so excited about it because I couldn't wait to take this thing and sort of roll it out and surprise everybody at core I made bad decisions I should have turned around that two minutes out when that light came on and just gone straight back and been like you check this out right now you know, before I was so far into it that it was at my house in my driveway with the title in my hand, right? So again, you just want to be careful, right? You just never know. So definitely get it checked out, you know, take it to a mechanic. It works a lot the same way. You want to verify mechanical liability. That's the most important thing. Modifications are great. If you're buying a truck for modifications, that's one thing, but you need it to run, right? You're buying this to take on overlanding trips. So it needs to be reliable. That's one of the most important things. If I'm going to drive, you know, 10, 12 hours away from my house to go to the Ozarks or to go to West. On an overlanding trip for four or five days i need to know it's going to start every time and i need to know it's going to get me where i need to go um so you know same as buying any sort of vehicle take it to a trusted shop take it to a buddy that's very mechanically inclined have them check it out you know look it over make sure that nothing's wrong with it if you do have any sort of check engine lights take it to an auto zone or an advanced auto parts or somebody with a code reader get it checked out figure out what that's all about if it's a big deal or not so again you want to just make sure that the truck that the vehicle that you're buying is a good vehicle right like common sense stuff So that was the episode Um, again. I hope that that is helpful information for you I hope that you guys can learn from my mistakes Um, I mean again I was in the car industry for several years and I still got super excited about this truck and just made some really bad decisions right drove off with the check engine light on and Just assumed that everything was gonna be fine. It wasn't so again make sure that you know What you need in the overlanding vehicle before you make a decision Don't get all hyped up on something just cuz it looks cool and go buy it even though it doesn't fit your needs Make sure that you you consider the quality of the parts, make sure that it's a good, well-built overlanding rig if it's highly modified. And then last but not least, make sure that you take it to a shop, make sure that it's mechanically viable. If you're gonna run it, it's gotta run, right? So um, again, I hope those tips are helpful. I hope that if you're looking at an overlanding vehicle or saves you some time and money. Um, So thanks again for watching. If you have any questions or or suggestions yourself, post up in the comments down below. I'd love to hear from you. If you're not already, make sure to click that subscribe button, click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. I do a couple videos a week, a podcast slash vlog like this, and then usually like a gear review or a do-it-yourself modification or, you know, I do like Nissans a lot, so I talk about Nissan modifications and budget-minded stuff, Um, but so anything related to overlanding, budget-minded stuff, weekend warrior style, camping, overlanding. This is definitely the place for you. Also, in the description will be links to some of the gear that I use, some of the parts that are on this truck, um, some of the, my featured partners that have some amazing products that I've also got on this truck. Um, so definitely check those out. And then links to Facebook, Instagram, the podcast if you're on YouTube, YouTube if you're on the podcast. I've got a Patreon page, so you know if. On Facebook. If you are looking for a group that's, you know, a little bit less aggressive than some of those bigger groups where you're not going to just get chastised for asking a question every time, um, feel free to join that too. Um, so again, thanks for watching and we'll see you guys next week.